0: Thank mm-hmm. you. Today is Thursday. It is June 9th, 2022. My name is Jeremy, and this is my first cup. I am so tired. This is what happens when you climb a mountain for the first time in six months. You're tired. Good morning, Stacey. Good morning, Toby. Good morning, everybody else. How are you? Thanks for coming by. How was your Wednesday? I had a pretty good Wednesday. Balance the books. Made breakfast, went for a hike, ate a bunch of snacks. I hope you had a great birthday as well, Toby. So if, if you're familiar with Vermont, whether you live here or you've spent some time here, you are likely aware of one of our more probably our most iconic element of topography, a mountain called Camel's Hump. It's one of our 4,000-footers. I know there are plenty of places in the country where a 4,000-foot mount is not considered anything significant, but here in Vermont, it is. And Camel's Hump has you know, a distinct kind of double peak. And you can see it from a large portion of the state. It's on our state quarter. And it is a tradition for me on my birthday to hike Camel's Hump. And I've done that, this is probably five out of six years, four out of five years that I've done this. And I do it for a few reasons. One, I enjoy the hike, I enjoy the view from the top. The weather's usually going to cooperate temperature wise. And because there are usually a lot of people and dogs on the trail. Well, guess what? Not a lot of people and very few dogs on the trail, which was kind of a bummer, but there were a few. I I had a few dogs, one of which near the top, and, and and I have to share this with you. The last quarter mile is very, very rocky, and you have no option to pay extreme attention to what you're doing. Otherwise, you'll twist an ankle, and even in a few spots, you know, if you fall the wrong way, you're going off the edge. So I'm walking along and I'm picking my rocks and I'm stepping where I'm stepping. And then there's a dog right here. This dog walked up to me quietly, just just walked up to me like I had known her for years. Her name turned out to be Posey. She was a sweet old black lab and just kind of laid her head on me. And I pet her for a while until her owner came around. And he said, yeah, this is what she does. She just loves people. And then she just walked on. There was also a golden retriever in there somewhere. But, oh, actually, that's a slightly funnier story. Almost at the bottom, maybe bottom half mile. Meet a guy going up, and his dog. Dog is a young golden retriever, very sweet, and she's like tucked in behind my knees, almost like she wants me to sit on her. And so I'm petting her, and he says, "Oh, you know, I'm sorry." I'm like, "Oh, no, don't know what worry about it. Love dogs." He says, "Yeah, she's pretty energetic. This is her one year birthday." I was like, "Oh, today is my birthday," and he looks at me. He's like, "Today is my birthday." He lives somewhere south of here in Vermont. And he said, would it be weird if we got a picture? I was like, no, not at all. So somewhere there's a picture of me and this random guy named Chris who turned 34 yesterday that I met on Camel's South. So there you go. It was a good day. Uh, Good morning also to Gad and Frank and Dennis and John and Jenny and Brian and Mark and whoever else might be out there that's not chiming in. so i posted on my facebook page i said i want people to do something silly today i want you to take 60 seconds and be silly because the world is too negative and too cynical and it would really make me happy and a few people oh, there's a sneeze coming excuse me <clears throat> so stacy is saying here that she wore a glittery unicorn headband for part of her work day So much laughter on your behalf. Thank you, Stacey. I appreciate that. And if any of the rest of you did anything silly on account of my birthday, I would really appreciate you mentioning it. Thank you, Jenny. Good morning, Andy. So today, today's a weird day. All right, so I mentioned to you guys yesterday that I'm farm caretaking starting tomorrow morning. As soon as I'm done with First Cup, I gotta get in the car. I gotta drive south, about 90 minutes and we'll be taking care of a friend's farm Um, it's not a huge farm but it's a farm i mean things could have changed it was 2020 when i was there yeah so it's been two years um they may have added or taken things away i know they have a new dog but they've got a herd of Icelandic sheep and ducks and chickens the chickens are the bane were the bane of my existence last time And so i got to get there, which means i got to pack today for the weekend. I can come back, but, you know, three hours of driving just to come back here. Let's try not to do that, especially $5 a gallon gas. Uh, Tons of email. I've got a lot of birthday thank yous I've got to make. I do make it a point to thank every single person I can for wishing me a happy birthday. If you're going to take the time to wish me a happy birthday, I will do this. I will offer a response. Frank says, I was silly with Scooby, my dog, yesterday. We ran around and played. That's awesome. Jenny says that she and Lilith did some silly dancing and she ate dirt from my balcony garden piles. Well, that's silly. I do not know if it was silly to her. This is how kids interact with the world. You know, it'll be interesting to see. I talked about the Um, gut microbiome stuff and how interesting that is to me and the new probiotic that I'm on, which I'm about halfway through the first jar. I think this is something of substance. I'll I'll let you guys know as, as we go on. But I've had conversations with folks in the medical field that I believe in the next 10 to 20 years, the biggest thing we will be talking about that we are not talking about now is gut health, the gut microbiome, and the impact that it has on literally everything. So when I look at something like this, like a young child eating dirt, assuming that it is healthy dirt, it is likely in the same way that so many other animals eat dirt intentionally or accidentally, contributing to healthy gut flora. We'll see. It was a learning experience for her. And Frank finally tested negative for the C word yesterday. I think he'll get out of the house today. That's awesome. There was one thing I'm going to share with you yesterday. It didn't happen yesterday, but I discovered it yesterday. that made me sad. So a few weeks ago, I was driving in the Jeep. It was a nice day. I had half the top down and I hit a bird. And I was very, very sad about hitting a bird. I've hit three birds with cars in my lifetime. And I can remember all of them distinctly. And this one, it rolled up over the hood and hung there for a second. And I freaked out and I hit the windshield wiper and it knocked it off. And I was like, okay, Fingers crossed that it's just stunned. It was not just stunned because I was doing something yesterday. I don't even know how this happened, why this happened, but I noticed all the bugs on my radiator. And if you know Jeeps, they have fairly wide grill openings. There's the bottom half of a bird stuck into my radiator. I have to remove it. I I refuse to do it on my birthday. I don't know how gross it's gonna be, but it's been there for weeks. So it's probably less gross than it could be, but. Yeah. This is funny. Dennis's reply to Frank. See you later. See you later. Ramona Cyrus. Get it? It rhymes. That's funny. Don't let the door hit your on the way out. Woo. So, yeah. So, the bird thing. Um So, I got to do that. And there's a lot of people get these, like, breathable mesh printed things that go on the inside of the grill. And apparently this is for this is why because they don't want to deal with scraping bugs and bird parts out of their car. Ugh. Really bummed me out. Um, what else did I do? Stopped off at a restaurant yesterday. Had a had a veggie burger and a couple beers. Some pretzel bites. It's a good time. I did no gardening. So, so there we are. Now, it is Thursday, which means we have a Thursday episode. What is today's episode? Let's take a peek. Um, at one point, I could have told you what it was. This is not one of those points. So we check in Dropbox. Episode... Episode 717. Ah, this is an episode that I think you guys will find really interesting. I don't remember where this came from. I think this was an Andrew thing. I know we talk about it. Hitting people is not natural. I didn't say violence isn't natural. I didn't say physical altercation isn't natural. I said hitting a.k.a. striking is not natural. And so Andrew and I do a whole episode on that, on our thoughts on that. We bring in historical context. We bring in all kinds of good stuff. And I'm really interested to see what people think. So check it out. Tell me what you think. Join the Facebook group if you haven't. Whistlekick, Martial Arts: Trader Behind the Scenes. Comment on that episode with what you think. Uh, Andy, my bike battery is charged. Look forward to our ride at some point. Stacy says happy birthday. Um, we do have some stuff from Frank today, and I think that we'll we'll do that, and then we'll we'll move along. <laughs> uh, Frank. I don't think anybody would have thought that that's what you meant. At the same time, Andy says he's leaving. Frank's chiming in on Dennis's comment about Ramona Cyrus. And he says, don't let the good, don't let the door hit you with the good Lord split you. (laughs) The timing of that is hysterical. All right. So, and let me read Frank's setup here. While it is official whistlekick policy that we do not discuss politics, I will from time to time, this is Frank, Frank's words, I will from time to time discuss current events when I deem them relevant. On Tuesday, May 31st, 2022, that was not long ago, which is the last day of Asian Americans Month, K-pop band BTS visited the White House. In Press Secretary Jean-Pierre's words, while many of you know BTS is Grammy-nominated international icons, they also play an important role as youth ambassadors, promoting a message of respect and positivity. And as a, a Jeremy aside, this is where you see why we're going. And so here are some quotes from the band members themselves taken from the official press briefing transcript. Um, I don't know BTS. I don't think I know any of their music. I am aware of who they are only because they are international superstars. And I try to pay attention to things. Um, I think I... S- saw the SNL episode that they appeared on. I skipped most of the musical guests on Saturday Night Live, but I seem to remember they were on. Anyway, Jim and said, we were devastated by the recent surge of hate crimes, including Asian American hate crimes. To put a stop on this and support the cause, we'd like to take the opportunity to voice ourselves once again. And as an interesting corollary there, I was surprised that so many of us in the martial arts world who owe a good portion of what we do, who we are, in some cases, our livelihoods to something that is of Asian descent. And the lack of conversation that came out of our industry, and, and, and I, I will own some of that. Surprised me. So, yeah. Uh, to. Jungkook said, we still feel surprised that music created by South Korean artists reaches so many people around the world, transcending languages and cultural barriers. We believe music is always an amazing and wonderful unifier of all things. Now, we could easily take that statement, that quote, and swap out music for martial arts, couldn't we? You could say the same thing about Taekwondo that you can say about BTS. The South... the estimate from South Korea, as that there are, let's see if I'm going to get it right. 90 million people. And this is as of like six, seven years ago. So numbers likely up 90 million people engaged in Taekwondo globally. It's a lot of people, little thing, small country. Hey, Google, how many people live in South Korea? In 2020, the population of South Korea was 51,780,579. So almost twice as many people doing Taekwondo as live in South Korea. That's kind of cool. If you've read A Killing Art, you understand part of why so many people, why it was, it was spread so, with so much intent. But all of that aside, I love the fact that there are things that can originate in one part of the world and be valued in another part of the world quickly because of the internet. Imagine, what would this show have been? First off, it wouldn't have existed, but let's pretend it did. Let's pretend we had more money than brains and growing up, in we had more money than brains at Whistlekick and pre-internet. And I said, we're going to have a morning show. What would we have done? Well, I would have gone to the local cable access station. We would have recorded. We would have done that show. No one would have watched it. We would have taken tapes and sent them to... Other networks and said hey let's put this show on no one would have said yes and if we had even way more money than brains we would have started a martial arts cable network that would not have done well because the economics of that are overwhelming And our final quote here is Suga said, it's not wrong to be different. I think equality begins when we open up and embrace all of our differences. This is one of the reasons I appreciate comedians who are willing to step in here and, and kind of stir this pot. Some of our differences. Uh, And and I'm not going to name any specific ones, because we don't live in a time where people are receptive to having conversation about this stuff. But rather than ignore our differences, hide our differences, defend our differences, how about we celebrate our differences? And this is one of the things that I love about martial arts, and that when you put open-minded martial artists together, And you give them the ability to train together and learn from each other that is exactly what happens you do this this way i do this this way i want to understand why you do yours that way versus the way i do it not because i'm necessarily going to change it but because the more i understand the better i am as a martial artist my least favorite thing about the world today is that we simply discount everything. And I'm not quite sure how I'm going to phrase this, but there is a, there is a pending social media commentary brewing in the back of my head. And it kind of goes like this. If someone says something, points something out, shares an opinion, and you're first reaction is to attack, dismiss, diminish, disagree. You should recognize that you missed a step, and that step is asking a question about why what they're doing or thinking is different from your action or belief. If I post, I love putting seaweed in my coffee. And your response is ew, that's disgusting. And I chose that example because I doubt any of you have ever put seaweed in your coffee. I haven't either. And your response is that's gross. I would never do that. You are missing out. You are missing out on a mindset that whether we're talking martial arts or life in general serves you far better. How about, I've never put seaweed in my coffee. What made you start doing that? Why do you do that? How does it taste? Is there a particular kind of seaweed? I want to understand. See, I've always been someone who wants to understand. I ask questions. I ask an annoying amount of questions. And and when I was younger, I didn't know how to ask questions in ways that people didn't feel judged. And so quite often people would get defensive when I would ask a question. I'm not attacking you. I just want to understand your point of view. But the where we are now, it's even worse. And instead of getting better, I've walked back a lot of my question asking. I don't ask a lot of questions of people anymore because they assume that I'm attacking them. it's the differences that we have that I think make life worth living I don't want to live in a factory life I, I don't want to live in the same house that everyone lives in and drive this, the same car and go to the same job like this this has zero appeal to me And I think most of you get it. I think most of you are on the same page with me that, yeah, differences can be celebrated, even if they're not politically correct ones. Uh, it, it is likely no surprise to you that Dave Chappelle is probably my favorite comedian. And if we go back a few years when he had a TV show, uh, it was Carlos Mencia. Because he was also willing to stir the pot on cultural differences differences. And I like that it made me think I could look at someone and say, yeah, this person has had a dramatically different upbringing and experience and thus mindset that I'm never fully going to understand. And we can approach it academically or we can approach it with comedy. You know, it's it's interesting, Stacy, that you you mention that song. So the song "Little Boxes," um, assuming that we're talking about the same song, that's the theme song for the TV show Weeds. That I plowed through pretty quickly. I, I haven't watched the last episode and a half intentionally, just because it's it's wrapping things up in a way that makes me sad, and so I, I don't know that I'm going to finish it. But the premise of that show is everybody's on this conveyor, and they, they they all think they're happy, and various things happen, and most of them realize they're not happy, that the conveyor life might be easier, but for the characters in the show, not as happy, and the song very much reflects that. Gad says, I would even give the seaweed coffee a try. Never comment on anything you haven't tried before. That's why I absolutely detest style bashing. I agree. Yes. Stacy says all the versions of that song were awesome. Uh, one of the things they did as they got deeper into the show was they started riffing on the song with um, different musical styles. Like there's a there was a reggae version and a a cappella version. And yeah, it was it's a fun show. It um, can be a little graphic at times. It was on showtime, right? So there's some some sexual content that not everyone's gonna be comfortable with. But it's a really good show and it's really well done. Dennis says, Gad, I do not care for style bashing either, but I may have to draw the line at seaweed coffee. And that's okay. So if we take that example again, hey, I put seaweed in my coffee. If I was to put that up there and, you know, I might even do this as an experiment and just watch people's brains melt. I, in that case, I'm not telling anyone to do anything else. I enjoy seaweed in my coffee that's gross you're crazy you're ruining coffee why would you do that etc right like a bunch of responses if i haven't even told you you should do it you have nothing to defend but there is an undertone a a subconscious a subtle expectation if i say I did this, let's take a more extreme example. I bought a new car, let's say, and I watched this happen to someone. Let's say I bought an expensive car. Let's say I bought, hmm, what would be a good example? Hmm. Let's say I bought a, a new Toyota Land. Well, there isn't one right now. But let's say I bought a 2021 Toyota Land Cruiser. I can, you can, If you look, you can still find some on dealer lots. They are about $115,000. Let's say I bought one of those. Okay. Now, objectively, it's probably the most durable new vehicle that you can buy uh, based on statistical data. It's a gas hog. It's a Toyota, whatever, right? So let's pretend I did that. And I posted it on social media. I said, I bought this new car. Wouldn't be telling people, you should buy a new car. Wouldn't tell people, you should buy this car. I would be posting out of uh, of pride, of joy, hey, I bought a new car. What are the comments that are going to come back? Must be nice. That's overpriced. Hope you can afford the gas. You know, things like that dismissive, diminishing, attacking things from people who claim to be friends. Why? Because that sentiment, I bought this expensive car, exposes something from them, for them in themselves that they are uncomfortable with and they have to defend it against themselves. So in the case of the coffee, maybe it's, I don't like to try new things. In the martial arts, it is definitely a fear that there might be a better way of doing something that they are unaware of. There's a lot of conversation in the chat about seaweed coffee. Dennis says, in the interest of full disclosure, I have tried seaweed soup. I've had plenty of Stuff in, in Asian restaurants that involve seaweed. Seaweed salad at a Japanese restaurant? That stuff's delicious. And here's Josh. Seaweed and coffee. New idea for your TikTok channel, Jeremy. I'm sure people's heads will explode. I have all but given up creating content on TikTok. I use TikTok and I just I, I watch what's going on with the martial arts community on TikTok, And it's the same stuff that I'm talking about. You get some content creators who do some really cool stuff and let's pretend they're even, and it's unfortunate that this is the pattern. Let's pretend it's even an attractive woman who thus gets a higher percentage of attention and is not instantly dismissed you still have people coming in correcting you know nothing about what they've done they're clearly demonstrating something they're not showing you an actual fight they had yesterday well you should really do this with your hands and i saw and i saw one this morning and it was somebody's you know suggesting that that via their comment That they knew a lot about martial arts and that what these two women in their fight choreography were doing, they should not be doing. Now, I did not blindly defend the women. I did not attack the man. Probably the boy. But I asked a question, how so? You say, you shouldn't be doing this. I said, why not? Because I want to know, what is your perspective? Now, I know my instinct is to get upset. Because I don't like it when people attack others for putting out their stuff. But before I correct this person, who could be right, probably is not right, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt and ask the question. And that is my hope for you and those around you, is that you're willing to ask the question. Ask the question about training. Ask the question about style. Ask the question about forms or sparring or whatever it is, ask the question. Because it's the only way you learn. If you're not willing to ask the question, your mind is not open, you will not learn. I want to keep learning. To say point blank, this is what you are doing is wrong without fully understanding the situation is possibly the most arrogant thing I could Thing I could imagine. So there, there's a whole conversation here going on about seaweed and coffee and a TikTok challenge, and what's the song? And this is hysterical. So Gad is suggesting, and I don't know how much how many of you know my affinity for for rap music. But gets as we could change the Dr. Dre song lyrics to "Drink Weed Every Day." Um, the song is called "The Next Episode," uh, and it's Nate Dogg saying it at the end. And one of the coolest moments ever in concert, because uh, of course, drink is smoke. One of the coolest concerts I've ever been to involved the the tour after that album came out, and you know, tens of thousands of people saying that along with him was just a lot of fun. He's passed away now. Um, this is just hysterical. Uh, we're going to wind down here. Jenny says, I have had people call me difficult and even brainwashed because I was asking them to explain their point as someone who sees the world differently than they did. And that's a perfect example. If you do not agree with me, you must have the other perspective because there's no room for middle ground. And it's gotten a lot worse over the last few years. And I, it does not bode well. And Dennis says, if you want to grow as a martial artist, especially as an advanced practitioner, you should be looking in other ways and potentially better ways. Even the greatest, Superfoot Bill Wallace, in class last night, said, I just realized something. Think about that for a second. Bill Wallace, 75 years old, recognized as one of the greatest, if not the, depending on how you rank people, of all time, when it comes to applying martial arts, just realized something last night. Gad, send me a link to that if you don't mind. So Jenny says you guys are so fortunate to have the chance to learn from with Bill Wallace. Um, Jenny, anybody can. He does online training on Wednesdays, and it's quite affordable. What is it? Thirty a month, forty a month. And I would encourage you to check it out. Mark says you guys are the best. Well, so are you. So are you. Uh, Mark wore cat socks for me yesterday. Thank you everyone. I'm much more awake than I was. I was I was dragging. 21000 plus steps yesterday, which is 10 miles. Uh the seven miles on the mountain alone. I'm watching the birds pulling pulling bugs out of the grass. I was exhausted. I was in bed at 8 <laughs> So tired. My legs are so sore but it was great. It was worth it. Thanks for coming by. Thanks for your support. Thanks for all the birthday wishes yesterday. It means a lot to me. Uh, If you guys want to support, you know how to do all that stuff. I'm not going to remind you today because we're running wrong, but if you do, thank you. I will see you tomorrow. Tomorrow's a Friday show. Go check out that episode of Martial Arts Radio on the subject of striking, hitting, hitting people is not natural. And especially for those of you who are primarily striking practitioners versus grappling practitioners, I'm curious if it um, makes you feel something. Feel something, not just think something. Thanks all. Take care. Be well.